Hey everyone, welcome out to episode 372 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky with our guest Travis Horseman, who you may remember from the last Jedi podcast, but uh, he has written some stuff that we're going to talk to you about real quick and then we'll get to some other stuff. Uh, and it's amiculousrome.com. You can also check out Instagram, Travis Horseman. You can check out his new project, Sugar Creek, like Hints of Sugar Creek on there. Yes. That's about it. Hints of the project called Sugar Creek. Yeah, Hints of Sugar Creek. That's not the story. Um, it's a new project he might be kickstarting here in the late summer, early fall. And we'll talk about that later on, uh, either in this episode or the next. But for, uh, just to get that out there. But, uh, but uh, So, Travis, thanks for being on the show. But we're going to get to you in just one second. I have some, some stuff to do. You know the spiel that we do here. Always. Um, one of the things we enjoy is uh, uh, we like it was just saying that we like consensual love. If you give us love, we or you give us love, we give you love. Uh, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere else that has a podcast and give a loving review, and we'll read it right here on the show. And if we are gentle but forgetful lovers, email us at goodbaggeek at gmail.com and remind us, hey, we left you some love on one of these platforms, and then we're like, oh, wait, we're so sorry, and we'll read it on the show. Help us help you. Also, if you're in the local Columbus area and like to see both Travis and I perform, I was looking for something more colorful than perform, and I just couldn't think of it. Do you have something better? Don't put me on the spot. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that part later, uh, aka the whole interview process. Right. Um, but uh, Theater Roulette, it's the 19th year at Central Ohio's longest-running shorts festival, which presents three very distinct nights of new works. Uh, the themes are past night, present night, and future night. We are true Renaissance men. Uh, we are. And uh, matter of fact, did you? You're. We we're both right. But do you? Did you direct one this year too, or no? I did not direct one this year. I directed one and am in one. Oh, nice. So, so yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. We're wow. yeah. Uh, we are true Renaissance men. Indeed. <laughs> and not like Danny DeVito in that movie. You know the one, not that. What's that, it called? Uh, Renaissance Man. Oh, but I think Danny. Can we edit that out? <laughs> no. <it's okay. laughs> yeah, we gotta keep it in now. Uh, <laughs> we only cut out when I say stupid shit, not when you say stupid shit. It's genuinely funny, folks. He knew what he was saying. <laughs> True that. True that. Uh, Showtimes are tonight. Hopefully, this episode will go. Out, this first part will go out tonight, Friday, May eighteenth, and Saturday, May nineteenth, eight p.m. Thursday, May twenty fourth, Friday, May twenty fifth, at eight p.m. And Saturday, there are three times you can watch them. It's we call it Mad Lab Christmas. Uh, the pre- past show two p.m. Present show four p.m. And future show uh, eight p.m. And you can see all three shows. Tickets are eighteen dollars, fifteen dollars for students and senior citizens, thirteen dollars for Mad Lab members. And for more information and or for tickets, go to madlab.net forward slash tickets.html. Uh, for links to check out our other friends like Pack Rat Comics, go over to our website under the show notes, and that is over at gbgpodcast.com. Our official sponsor of the show, because we have feels like we have so many of them, even though we really don't. We, our official sponsor of the show is Audible, with over 200,000 titles to choose from. You get 30-day membership, Travis. I don't know if you knew this. You get 30-day membership free, plus a book that you get when you start. Nice. Right? And after that, if you decide to keep going, you get a credit with every month after your trial. Good for any book, regardless of price. And you know what? Say that you know money's tight. You can't keep going. Because Christmas is coming up. You want to start saving some... It, it's never too early to start, you know, if you're, you don't have a lot of money, start buying, thinking of saving money for Christmas presents for your loved ones. Um, but you know what? You know what? Audible is, you want to take a break. You get to keep all your books. That's how great it is. And they're all ad-free. There's no ads in front of them because I hate that crap. Yeah. You own your library from start to finish. And also 30% off 
an exclusive member-only savings and easy exchanges. So you get a book, you don't like it, you change it. It's just like that. Just like Thanos snapping his fingers. Like that, you switch it out. Um, and you know how the easiest way to do this is you have an Amazon account. Do you have an Amazon account? I do have an Amazon that's account. That's right, because that's why Toys R Us went out of business. Because, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah, I know. I'm very sad about that. I wrote that, and I feel very ashamed that I wrote that. Um, but it's very true, because honestly, we shop smart. Yeah. We want something quick. We know we want to get it out there to people more. Like, you can get your books, Amiculous, Amiculous. Secret, History, Secret History, on Amazon. Um, for more information, go to amiculousrome.com. Um, and uh, also, last but not least, we are proud members of the It's All Been Done Presents Network. And uh, Captain Richard Dick Kake is the captain of the ASS Thrifty. He seems confident, but is he really? Hmm. Love's Lust Lost. Ooh. Let's try that again. Love's Lust Lost, a spinoff novel of It's All Been Done's radio hour program, Universe Journey, shows us Kake's early days, rising through the ranks and flirting with the only woman he ever truly loved, Grace Thomas. Find out how I became the man I am and why Grace matters so much. There's also plenty of stories set during the series with peeks into the heads of myself and my other crewmates that you know and love, except for Meow Meow. We fucking hate Meow Meow. The novel is available exclusively on Amazon.com. Check it out and everything else we have at IABDpresents.com. You can also support us at Patreon.com forward slash IABD. Get a free copy of the book. All right. Travis Horseman here. And we are going to fucking blow the shit up conversation-wise over his book, Amiculous. And uh, this first one, we're not going to go into all the nitty-gritty details spoiler-wise. We're going we're gonna to tease it out. That's right. This is a two-part episode. Mm. I just now decided as right, we were recording this. So um, for episode 372, uh, you're going to get us having a little bit of a, not a full deep dive, but we're going to dance around some of the stuff. So uh, if you have read the book or you know, you're know you interested in reading the book, you can listen to this and go, oh, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Go to Amazon, buy the, buy the graphic novel, uh, novels, there's three of them, three yes. volumes. And then you can go to his website, Make This Room, and bug Travis to release the Omnibus for everybody. Mm, don't uh, bug me, guys. Don't, but trust me, he'll really <laughs> love it, though. Here's the thing. We all go, I don't like being bugged right now. I feel so bad. I can't give it to him right now. And they're like, but they love me. They want more. <laughs> um, and it's, it's the secret shame of every artist everywhere. It's like, your play was, so, you were so good in that scene. Oh, it was horrible. Uh, but yeah, no, seriously, politely bug him. Don't be a dick, though, I would say. Mm. Um, because if, if you are bugging him, that means you enjoy it and you want to see more. But uh, but yeah, uh, make this room.com And we'll, uh, in the second part, talk a little bit more about his second project. We'll tease that out there. So what project am I talking about? Find out next episode. But first, here is a preview, a discussion around the Miculous, a secret history, right here on The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky with Travis Horseman. We have Travis Horseman here, who has done the Last Jedi podcast. I feel like you've done one other one. Nope, that was my. That was uh, your premiere. Yeah, all of all right. like 
five, six months ago. You know? I, I, maybe it's we talked about doing another one, and maybe that's why I'm maybe. getting, maybe. But, but yeah, well, and by the way, we talked about this the other day. Your, your thoughts on Last Jedi has, after time, has soured a bit more than it was. Because it was very fresh when we all talked about yeah. it. Yeah, it was like not even a full week no. since it yeah. came out. Um, so, so for those... Because we actually had someone who left a review saying, really looking forward to the Last Jedi podcast. And I was, <laughs> like, I was like, oh, awesome. Here's an update. Travis doesn't like it as much as he did. Uh, well, But you also said you haven't seen it a second time. Or... I haven't. That's usually a bad sign for Star Wars movies. Yeah. So, so well, there you go. So there you go at home. There's your update. But we're actually here to talk to him about... Um, I mean, we can go back into it. I'm just saying. Yeah. It was, it was very freeform. But we're also here to talk to him about Miculous... Which was I said it right. Yes. I did. I also asked before I started recording, but I just want to brag that I said it right twice. Now you only heard it once, but it's twice. Unless you're listening to the intro, where I probably said it many, many other times correctly. But he wrote and originally started off as a normal comic book, right? And you kickstarted the the first issue, right? Well, um, actually, I tried to uh, kickstart the first volume, but it did. well, that's right. It, it, yeah. It's four volumes, right? Three. Or is it three. three. Yep. Okay. Well, I got on to the when I think you were doing Volume Three, mm-hmm. and then you offered the full edition of it at the same time, right? Yes. Yeah, and I, that's where I jumped on board because I swear to God that I read about it somewhere before, and you're just like, was it on Drunk Duck? And you're like, I don't even know what that is. No, but you see, right now he's, he's giving me another face, like I don't know what you're talking about. It's a webcomic collective, which is oh. some people though have done that where they posted like the first ten pages. Mm-hmm. And then either Scholastic picks them up, or they're like, fuck this, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, I saw it before. And that, that, that's, that's when, so I just remember I went to Mad Lab one time. I was like, oh, hey, it's that book. It's that book I've seen before. And I think you were advertising that it was on Kickstarter or something. Yeah. And so then I checked it out. And yeah, I will admit I sucked then. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't but, but to be fair, I didn't back barely any. Actually, I didn't back any Kickstarters then. There was a I, God. I didn't back my first Kickstarter like two years ago. Yeah. Like really. Yeah. Like really, and even then it was like a like it was one of those board game ones where you for two hundred dollars you get like four hundred dollars worth of things, mm. kind of things, and which my wife loves me for. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, right, but but yeah. So I got the gra- so you got I got the full full edition, and I read it. Well, I got the PDF pretty early on because that was sure. part of your backer rewards. Right. Um, if, if I can just chime course, in really quickly do, to say no, sorry. that what he's talking about is the Omnibus yes, uh, edition, sorry. which collects all three books into one book, which at this point is not available for sale, and maybe sometime before it is, if ever. It's still a little hinky detail that I'm working out, but... Is it like a legal thing, or is it just time to, to put it together? Like, well, expense, or, distribution... Got you know. I'm sorry, yeah, I gotcha, okay. Yeah. Well, and, and, and for all those listening at home, ha-ha, uh, for me, <laughs> but, because it's a beautiful book. Thank you. Yeah, you're very much welcome. Um, so yeah, there are three volumes of it, and it's combined into, which I have, the omnibus, and it's really good, but... Well, uh, just to give you an overview, the full title is Amiculous, A Secret History... It's set during the fall of Rome, but the twist is that it suggests that Rome didn't fall, but was actually pushed by a mysterious figure from the shadows. It's a version of the story of how Rome fell that has been lost to history, that has sort of been rediscovered here, showing this cloaked, mysterious figure named Amiculus being behind 
the uh, the barbarian invasion, the final conflict that brings down the West. And one of the big questions is who this figure, this amiculous is. Uh, some of the characters in the refer to him as they think they're not sure who or even what he is. He's referred to as a ghost, a demon, an avenging angel at different points. This mythology is sort of built up around him. But ultimately, what he wants and why he wants it is key to, in this history, to why Rome falls. And I will say this too. <clears throat> I'd like to talk about the, who Amiculus is, but we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play with it a bit, a.k.a. <clears throat> I'll, I'm giving you a warning now that we will get into spoilers, but we're not spoilers. there yet. We're not there yet. Yes. I don't want to jump into it. But, and by the way, for those who don't know, who was the emperor at the time? When this was when the when the when Rome fell. Yeah, you see, this is one of the coolest things about this history. Is oh because, yeah, it's so awesome. I mean, it's historical fiction. This is what makes it, it awesome. I love this. Yeah, is that the actual history of this time period is nuts. It is absolutely, completely frigging nuts. Like the last emperor of the Western Roman Empire was a twelve-year-old boy. You know, oh, yeah. a twelve-year-old boy named Romulus Augustulus who was being controlled like a puppet by his father, who was sort of the generalissimo of the Roman army. Why he himself did not become emperor is something we get into. Yeah. But it's very significant. And It's just nuts. And, I mean, and that's the other thing, too. And, the, and when you take the father away, you have this very small boy who's very easily to be killed. Yeah. Um, and, thus, and thus you can just, just topple Rome just like yeah. that. Which, again, it, it's, it's crazy um, and now also, but it's also told in context of, do you mind if we talk about this? I don't yeah. think that's a huge spoiler because it's kind of what the, it, it's told from the future's perspective, but not like present day for us, mm -hmm. but like, I think how many years? I think it's like 40, 50 years uh, after the fall of 60 Rome. years. Yeah. 60 years. And they go to, it, it's uh, the Roman version of a monastery. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. Where, um, like the sacred text star, where they mm -hmm. think Amiculus might have went to, or no. Um, one of the things a lot of people don't know is that, A, uh, when Rome fell, it was just the western half of the empire that fell. The eastern half continued to exist. And the other thing that people don't know is that the eastern half of the empire invaded the west 60 years later to try to take it back. And that is the period during which we're actually... That's the present, quote-unquote. I just did air quotes on an audio yeah, show. It's okay. But, well, uh, but we talked about it. So, it, it, so now you hear it with air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> but um, in this version, the, uh, the, the Eastern Romans, or the Byzantines, are trying... They're, they're, they are on a campaign to reconquer Italy, and they are succeeding... And uh, one of the main characters is an actual historical figure named Procopius of Caesarea. He is a historian, an actual Roman historian, late Roman historian, who has been tasked to find out what happened to the last emperor of the West, Romulus, 60 years earlier, uh, in order to figure out how Rome was able to fall, how that happened, and in order to prevent it from ever happening again. And in the process of searching... He uh, finds this monastery, which is on a real, a real monastery, on a real place, an island in the Bay of Naples, where he discovers this history of the final days of the Western Empire written by Romulus. Uh, and it's the only, and it, this is where he's introduced to the figure of Amiculus, who appears in no other history 
but this one. Now, now is Amiculus your creation, or or was there like a hint of Amiculus in in, in history, and then you just, or, or it's like a like a, a like a fairy tale, kind of what happens here, and then you just completely expanded upon that, and of course on top of that at the same time. The whole what actually happened with Romulus. Right. Well, full disclosure, uh, I made Amiculus up. No, 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 that's cool. Yeah. I, I, well, here's the thing. When you're reading it, you really are going like, you know it's fiction. You're going like, well, which, like, if you're not as, well, here's the thing. I could have easily Googled anything, but I didn't want to because it was really just more like, A, where is it going? Mm-hmm. B, I want to know if I can figure out what is necessarily False or not. Like, I figured Amiculous was, but then I wasn't sure. By the end of it, I actually started questioning. Yeah. Like, did you just take an idea of a dude? But he didn't have a name, maybe, and you're just right. like, I shall call him Amiculous. And there you go. Yeah. But, or, or is there, you know... Now, I will say, too, and I, I will ask this. As the story goes on, like, you want to root for... What's his name? Uh, the, the, the historian. Kind of. Yeah. The first... At least I did. Right. Uh, what was it? Pro... Procopius. Procopius. Yeah. I, you kind of want to root for him because it's like... Because it starts off that, and I don't mind saying this spoiler, is that he ends up being kind of a major fucking douchebag. Complete. Complete. But I like how you write him when you, when you meet him, which is like, history is important. And you're yeah. like, it is important. He's like, I want to know so history doesn't repeat itself. I want to mm-hmm. learn. I believe in, in, cat- in cataloging the truth right. and whatever. And then by the end of it, you realize this guy, I would assume that, you don't see it, but I would assume he's even racist. But he's very... Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he's just against certain classes. He's very much I think the class system. He believes in it fully, which is where, or or may, I mean, I'm not. But he's a he's a real piece of work. <laughs> yeah, he believes he toes the party line on Rome's glory without really considering the ugly bits. I mean, yeah, you revisionist. Could... He believes in revisionist history for the glory of Rome, which is right. if it makes Rome look bad, well then fuck that. And then you realize mm-hmm. no. No, because before that, though, it doesn't appear that way at all. Right. And then when he starts getting more and more of the truth, you start to see hints of, and then to right. the very end, you're just like, oh, this guy's a fucking douchebag. Well, I think I put, I mean, I put in hints of it from the very beginning. Like, yeah. one of the very first times you see him, I mean, he's describing this glorious victory in the midst of just horrific mm-hmm. destruction and killing. Oh, yes. Like, yes. I mean, he's talking about this glory of Rome being reborn and rebirthed, uh... In the middle of a burning city. But Literally in the middle of a burning city. That's true. Well, but like when you watch stuff like Gladiator, which I know there's some major historically mm-hmm. inaccurate stuff in there. Mm-hmm. But like the general vibe I've gone through even when you read books is that people believed in their country. Like yeah. it, it, it's not – I know it, jingoism is more for Amer- being American ideals. But it can I think it can apply to anything, yeah. which is people – even back then, really believed in their country. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even in Gladiator, like, uh, Russell Crowe's dude, he he believed in Rome, but at the end of the day, he's like, but I also love my family just a mm-hmm. little bit more, but I'm doing this for the glory of my family. Right. But also Rome. And I believe in the higher ideals that we should have Rome set to, which is, mm-hmm. if it's a family. Well, that's my interpretation of it. But, but so you get people grandiosing yeah. their country. So... I didn't think nothing of that at first. Yeah. I thought I was like, this is a dude who 
believes in the what what he's doing for higher cause, but he also wants to do the right thing because because mm-hmm. that's usually when someone goes, I want to categorize history and make sure we get the truth out there. You're like, oh yes, I believe in what you're trying. I believe in the shit you're selling, sir. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, you're selling you're selling actual shit, not good shit, which is re revisionist history, which is yeah. cut out all the bad bits, don't tell the full truth, which is. Also, very yeah. so for today's <laughs> world. Um, no, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I don't. But I mean, this sort of follows the historical path of the character as well, because Procopius started out uh, chronicling these wars of reconquest, and when you read them, which I read through them painstakingly, uh, <laughs> they are six or seven volumes long, and uh, the Gothic Wars. He is just. Patriotic to a fault, like Rome yeah. can do no wrong, no wrong at all. And this is at the beginning of his writing career, and by the end, he's writing a book called, and you may recognize this title, The Secret History, which, in The Secret History, he is taking these exact same people, like the emperor, the emperor's wife, General Belisarius, all these people that he lionized during the Gothic Wars, mm-hmm. and he is trashing them. He is ripping them to shreds. He is just going on and on about how corrupt, deviant, awful. He even claimed that the Emperor Justinian, who was the one who sent them to reconquer the West, yeah. was actually possessed by a demon. Okay, so what what happened there with him? Exactly. Okay, well, let's just say this. I feel like the end of your of, of your story, to me, leaves it off very much. It doesn't say how he gets to that point. No. I actually, I, to me, to me, it feels like he just is forced to leave, and he's going to do whatever he's going to do anyway. That mm-hmm. was my interpretation of it. I will also not lie. I was a poor interviewer. I didn't reread <laughs> it like I wanted to. But we've both been very busy right, with right. Peter Roulette, um, which you heard his plug in the intro. But I just remember, I, yeah, you find out what the truth was, and then he is kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. he, well, first off, he tries to kill a bunch of people and, or whatever because, you know, yeah. you're lying, mm-hmm. sacrilege and all that. And then uh, he is forced out of the monastery, and mm-hmm. it just ends with that. And to me, it was just more of a... Almost like a, oh, you'll rule the day for lying to me or whatever mm-hmm. kind of vibe. And I was like, well... Yeah. Again, so you truly do not like him by the end of it. So yeah, I don't get any hints from my re- from my remember of you leading to why he goes that direction, or is there hints in there that I just completely d- a don't remember well and b just miss just drop the ball on? Yeah, I, I think that he's always been in that place. He starts in that place. He is so in love with the mythology of the might of Rome that he will not. He, he, he just doesn't recognize the ugly reality, the ugly reality of it up in the ground, and he will do anything to preserve that high, lofty ideal that, well, at I, the expense of the reality. And this is very true, I think, in any work, or any character, I should say, is yeah. that when you believe in something so hard, and then the rug is taken out from under you, you, are, you then have a case of the, I just can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you will, you will kind of Whatever your moral compass is, your moral compass will sadly mm-hmm. not it gets broken, right? Because of that, you know, and and so I wonder if that at some point his, you know, but yeah, but what happened? I mean, do you have any other ideas or insight? Because I'm sure it's not, it's probably lost the time too. But well, it, it sort of falls in line with kind of the whole tragedy of the 
the whole tragedy of the thing, it follows the history in that the reconquest, like the, the attempt for Eastern Romans, Eastern Rome to reconquer Western Rome, they did more damage than any barbarian invasion had done in the previous hundred years. In order to reconquer Italy, they nearly burned the whole peninsula to the ground. They had to, I mean, they killed more people, destroyed more cities. It was, I mean, it was just, it, it turned into a, it started out as a conquest that turned into a quagmire that turned into a slaughter. And they actually, in, you know, they reckon, they saw themselves as rescuing it, but they also treated it like a conquered territory. You know, they, they, they ruined they were the thing. That was the thing that attempt those Gothic wars. That was the thing that ruined the West more than any barbarian invasion did. Well, okay. So, so when I think of really horrific things, I think of World War One, the mm-hmm. meat grinder. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, I've also and he does a really good job of setting up like that to me is barbaric in mm-hmm. itself, and I and so to be worse than that is terrifying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and for those who have listened to that, it, it is, it's, it's, it's nerve wracking to hear it. Like the, actually I would say it's the first time I ever saw, uh, do you watch Game of Thrones? Not as much as I'd like recently. Have think. you seen the battle of the bastards? No. Okay. Sorry. I'm the worst. No, no, it's okay. Um, <laughs> well, I don't want to really, spoil uh, away, I'm not, not going to really, uh, here's the thing. I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, well, yeah, we've already said spoilers anyway, but spoilers for Game of Thrones on this one too, but, and I've talked about this before, but it's truly, I, I actually almost had a panic attack watching it because they put you in Jon Snow's mindset, which mm-hmm. is, I'm not going to tell you if he, if he lives or not, uh, or he survives the full battle, but there was a moment where it, it was very reminiscent of World War One meat mm-hmm. grinder, which is, uh, the other, I forget the, the other bastard, he's a cruel prick, uh, mm-hmm. the guy who, you know. I can't remember his name right now. Bolton. Mm-hmm. He's the one that like, it became a slaughter of just men just lining up for the slaughter and they just keep falling back and falling back and just, and to the point where John has to climb up, you know, fighting men with his own men behind him and they're all, they keep getting killed and Bolton, man, he keeps slaughtering his own men too. And they just keep until the point where he just is covered by men. And so then you just get the sense of, and it's all kind of through John's perspective when he gets, and so literally it's his bodies, bodies, and you see, and it's already gray because it's, you know, mm-hmm. well, it's England, but it's not. So it's dark gray and rainy. Mm-hmm. And you just see that barely little bit of gray light just slowly get covered up and you just hear John breathing. And it's terror. Mm-hmm. I mean, and here's the thing. This happens in a span of like five seconds, maybe 10 seconds, but it's terrifying mm-hmm. because like, you're like, is this how our boy goes out? Like this, and again, he, he finds a way to at least get up and get air, but like it, it's, you know, and because he would read, uh, the guy in the podcast would read accounts of people and it sounded very similar to that. Mm-hmm. And it made me just go, oh my God. And I, I can't even imagine something worse than that. Because, and again, yeah. that's a visual medium, kind of like yours is, but yeah. moving visual medium. Um, and so when you say something worse than that, I, I, it just blows my mind and it's actually even more terrifying. <laughs> But again, I'm also not made for battle, so <laughs> there you go. But um, so, who are some of the other players um, in terms of in terms of the flashbacks, which is okay. the meat of the story? You have Amiculus himself. Yep, there's Amiculus, and then the other three characters are uh, these are all historical characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Romulus, the the boy emperor, mm-hmm. his father, who is uh, also historical. His name is Orestes, Flavius Orestes. 
uh, who was the, like I said, the generalissimo of the Roman armies and the one who held the real power. And then there was his uh, foe, uh, Odoacer, or Odovacar, however the heck you pronounce it. I go with Odoacer myself. He was the uh, he was the leader of the barbarians. He was, uh, and it was interesting yeah. because they were originally allies, and Orestes and Odoacer teamed up to overthrow the previous emperor. But then Odoacer insisted that. Orestes give him one third of Italy for his own kingdom, and Orestes was like, "Yeah, f you," and they went to war, and it was a very short war, uh, basically, and that was the end of the Roman Empire. That was the end. That was the actual end of the Roman Empire. Was that there was one battle, Odoacer destroyed Orestes, cut off his head, and then forced Romulus to surrender his. Um, to surrender his royal regalia on his knees, basically. But here's the interesting thing. This is one of the fascinating things, is that Odoacer didn't kill Romulus. He actually banished him to the south of Italy with a pension for the rest of his life, and no one even knew, no one actually knows when Romulus died. He just disappeared from history. Which is one of the things I love about this period, is because the history is so vague and so sparse. Oh, yeah. You can just fill it. Kind of with your own ideas. It wasn't really probably until, I mean, really. I'm talking about like to the point where we are now, where it's hard to, uh, I would say 1920s. Yeah. Is where it's just like, you could, someone could disappear or someone mm-hmm. could move and how do you, you don't have no idea against that. You can't call them. Yeah. You can't Google them or look them up. And also the records were, and if there, there were records, it's mm-hmm. all paper and if someone doesn't transcribe that over, and this book's like however long, however years old, it mm-hmm. turns to dust right, you know, right as you pick it up. So record keeping is very, very important. Yeah. But it's also a lot more scarce because also I think, and you can correct me on this, I would feel like the people who know how to not just read but write, mm-hmm. uh, that those are for those in the monastery usually. Right. Um, right. The common folk. Mm-hmm. I'm not even talking about peasants. I'm talking about like maybe even mid-level lords, lower-level right. lords. They, they can barely read, mm-hmm. but they can't write. They have someone, like someone from the monastery there probably to write for them. Right. Or they right. send them to the monastery. Yep. Or they usually send a messenger with, the, like, a verbal message. Um, and if that person dies, well, they fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, doesn't, I think that happens at one point, right? Someone sends a messenger via horseback and Amicus intercepts them. Um, uh, or, or it was talked about. I, I could, I'm probably very wrong. Again, I read this when the, the Donimus got mailed out to us. Well, I mean, there is a guy who delivers a message and it's not taken very well. Uh, okay, maybe that's why I'm getting confused with. Like, I thought uh, Nicholas did Nicholas give him the message, or I, I thought Nicholas was somehow oh, involved with the. Oh, 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 yeah, you're getting into spoiler territory a oh, little bit. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> well, Nicholas does we something can... with a message. Yes. Um, and we'll leave it at that for the second. Right. But uh, now, are there theories that you read up on, like popular theories, like not the one that you may or may not have used, because again, we're dancing around it here, mm-hmm. that you were just like, oh, that could be a, that, that could be a viable one. No, not and really. I mean, I mean, I put this forward as just, this is sort of a flight of fancy, really. It's a what okay. if there was, I mean, as far as like, could a dude have been, res- no, I mean, I don't, there was Oh, no, 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 I'm talking about like, yeah. sorry, I meant like, uh, not outside of your theory, which is fictional right are there other theories out there that probably no one can prove that you were just like that is a good theory on what happened to romulus (laughs) 
Well, um, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's appeared in. Uh, I mean, it's it's. This isn't the first time he's been written about. I mean, oh, there have been a sure. lot of other. There's been a lot. There's been a few other things in pop culture. I don't know if you know about the movie. It wasn't uh, the Last Legion from about ten years ago. No, no. I, I, I here's the thing. I probably had there's but the early the up until two thousand nine. I watched a lot of movies, and yeah. some of them <laughs> like if you could tell me who's in it, I'd be like, oh, I kind of remember that movie, but I don't remember the plot. Like, um, which makes me very sad too, because I used to be able to be like, right? I, you could shove four weeks of training into something, and mm-hmm. I could watch a movie. I'm like, let's play Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and now. Well, it was, um, I think the two most notable people in the movie were Ben Kingsley and, uh... Oh, Jesus. Uh, I should definitely remember that. And not like Legion, like Tom Cruise and Tim Curry as the devil. No. Um, which... Like the last Roman Legion. Yeah. And, uh, in this one, the idea is, I mean, basically it's the same story, you know, uh, the barbarians conquer Rome, Romulus is, Romulus remains, and it basically... Long story short, turns it just sort of warps into another version of the Arthur legend, you Ooh. know, where okay. they they're like, I mean, he's he's uh, Romulus has been overthrown, his father's been killed, and his few remaining supporters uh, say we need to get you to Britain because I hear that that's the place where there's one remaining Roman legion who is loyal to you, and someone else is pursuing them to try to kill him. I'd like to point this out. This is a really good cast. Um, it is a good cast. Uh, Carmen Firth. Firth. Colin Firth. Colin Firth, yes. That's Colin Firth. Uh, Kevin McKidd, which yes. I like Kevin McKidd. Uh, a lot of people might not remember John Hanna, but people, yeah. if they do know him, he's the brother uh, in the Mummy movies, the good yes. Mummy movies, the mm-hmm. first two. And actually, he, he's the one that returned in the third one, so bully mm-hmm. for him, but anyway... Ian Glenn, who plays uh, in Game of Thrones, he's the mm-hmm. guy that loves Daenerys, that was yeah. sent there, yeah, blah, blah, blah. The little boy from Love Actually, yep. he, uh, who is now like, he's, he's, good, he's a good looking guy, Thomas Brody Sangster. And there's, there's other people too like that, that are in here that, oh, Dr. Bashir oh, from Deep yeah. Space Nine, which I never knew his name was it's, Alexander Siddick or something. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, again, pretty much. I'm seeing a lot of people from Game of Thrones. Yeah. This but, shock lots of people now. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You you do a, a movie like that, you throw. Us, I mean, unless you get Eric Bana, mm. which I watched. I did not like Troy the first time I saw it, but I mean, also it's just a depressing story. Yeah. But I really like. Look, I wanted a Hollywood version of that story, and I did not get it. Mm. <laughs> AKA, I wanted Homer to least last until a little bit further than he did, and it's like, nope. Homer went out like a punk, like he did in the story. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've danced around this enough. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Or do you have anything else you want to throw out there before we, like, delve uh, right in? Well, um, like I said, there's that movie, which basically turned uh, Romulus into the father of King Arthur. Uh, oh, oh, so literally that's what it did. Uh-oh. That's literally what it did, yes. Boo. Boo. Okay, okay. But, so, uh, what, by the way, what happened in, in real life history to Flava Flav? Flava Flav? Yeah, his, Romulus' uh, dad. In real life history, he was killed. Like, yeah, he was captured, beheaded, done-done by his, his, his nemesis. Cool. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was a whimper, not a bang. Now, okay, well, when you say a whimper, not a bang, do you mean as in... Like the fall of Rome. Oh, okay. I meant, like, was it a very horrible death, but, like, it wasn't in glory, I guess is what I mean. It, it took 
if, if it gives you a sense, it took contemporaries like 70 years to realize that, hey, Rome's not coming back from this because it was just oh. such a non-event in real life. I got you. Okay. You know? Um, yeah. See, this is the other thing, too. I'm reading all these names. The only one I can mm-hmm. barely pronounce is Amiculus and Romulus. Yeah. And the rest <laughs> of them are just like, that dude is Romulus's dad. Yeah. Uh, and that dude... And I think I remember when I was reading it, I... He looks so kind of like, oh, don't say Flavor Flay. <laughs> but I was calling him that when I was reading it because I couldn't yeah. say his name. Yeah. Oh, I could say, I, I thought it was Augustes, but it was Orestes. Orestes. Um, but, but all those names in general are very difficult for me. Like even yeah. Greek names are really, unless it's the God, the Pantheon, any normal Greek names, I have no fucking clue what you're trying to pronounce to me because there are letters there that are very... It, it occurred to me that maybe the next time I write something, I use more pronounceable names. No, no, no. no but here's the thing. But you really can't. Because yeah. if you're using historical fiction, you've got to call people the names they are. It's yeah. just that when you get someone like me who is not... He is cultured enough to know that Rome was cool. Rome lasted yeah. a long time. Rome did many great things and many bad things. Right. I think they're important in history. Yeah. You know. To speak to that, I think probably the most egregious, awful one that it did not occur to me was there's a guy whose name, his name is spelled I-O-A-N-N-E-S. Do you know how that's pronounced? Of course you don't. But it's pronounced Johannes. It's pronounced Johannes. But nobody's going to know that. Wait, wait, no. The only reason why I could have guessed that it would have taken me a very long time but the only reason why I could think that is how do you spell uh, uh, it's from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade how do you spell uh, oh Jehovah 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 starts with not <laughs> right it's exactly. the only way I could remember that because he goes he goes he goes right for the J yeah. and, it, and his foot goes like, oh no Jehovah starts with an I <laughs> Henry shh. but it's basically the Greek version of John from that time oh yeah Johannes yeah yeah but yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Well, so wait a minute. So is it? Oh, it's just the pronunciation of the name. You mean? It's yes. Version I mean, of John. when okay. you're reading it, you're like Ioannis. You know, it did yeah. not occur. You know, it's one of those things. Was like I wanted to get something that was from the time that sounded like it was from the time, and it was. But how the hell are people going to know what that means? Uh, how that sounds? You this know? is this is Arabic into English, or maybe I think it's Roman Greek somewhere in there too, mm-hmm. or because the name has been around a lot. But like. Uh, someone actually tried to translate what, like, the bird Iago from Aladdin. Like, yeah. the actual name, and it spells nothing like... Disney makes it so you can go, oh, I, I can phonetically spell that, yeah. but it's, that's not how you spell right. it at all. It's I think there's, like, another J or an L in there, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Right. It's insane, but... So, before we get... Yes. Sidetrack, you wanted to go into... Dive into something. Oh, oh. Well, do you want to dive into spoiler territory? I can I can do that unless you want to yeah well well kind of because, well here's the thing I've kind of heard you talk to and if you want to talk to we can go into it uh, personal stuff because okay. it kind of ties into okay the ending that's why I didn't want to like just go balls in right away balls deep right away just dance around it a bit we here at the good the bad the are colorful if not yes <sighs> moronic um <laughs> so uh, Amiculus is not just one person but but the brains is. The, I would say the mm-hmm. brains are, is? Yeah. We are in spoiler territory, we are in by the way. Spo- yeah. Amiculus is actually Romulus. Get out of here with that cheese! You're a creep!
Hey, we're having a good time until you start up, cheapers. Go uh, have some coffee with cream or something, because I'll tell you something. This is a happy place. <laughs>